0: Hey there. Welcome back to Positively Anti-Inflammatory. It's episode 75. And today we are discussing what nourishes your soul. So I had an adventure and experience very recently. I just got back uh, less than a week ago um, and it was so meaningful and fun and it was so important and healthy and healing and I truly felt like my soul was being nourished. So I'm gonna share this story with you in a moment and, you know, as I've been thinking about this and reflecting and sharing with my friends about the experience I was, it really got me thinking that when you think about wellness and holistic health and healing, nourishing your soul should be at the top of the list. And okay, I just said the word should, which, you know, I don't like to use that. But you know what I mean? Nourishing your soul is vital to your wellness and happiness and well-being. So here's here's my recent adventure, my story. So earlier this week, I got back from a week-long trip to California, and I had not been to California in 10 years. And the main purpose of my trip was to go to a music f- festival. It was called the Cruel World Festival, and it was at... um the Brookside Golf Course, which is adjacent to the famous Rose Bowl Stadium in Pasadena. So this festival, like I said, is called Cruel World Festival, and it's an all-day event. And it was this amazing mix of new wave, goth, post-punk, 80s, alternative rock bands like Blondie and Devo and Morrissey, the Psychedelic Furs, etc., there were over two dozen bands and I was so excited and I had planned this trip for over a year. So three of my good friends that I grew up with in Minneapolis, we all planned to go together. One of them now lives in San Francisco. Another lives in San Diego. I'm in Brooklyn. And then another one of our friends had recently moved from Minneapolis to Wisconsin. So I decided to go a little bit early and spend some time with my friend Stacy in San Francisco. So I got there and I stayed with her, with her family. And it was so, I hadn't seen Stacy, I think the last, yeah, the last time I had seen Stacy was maybe 2011 when I was touring and performing burlesque and going through California. So it was just so fun hanging out with her family, and we went to the farmer's market, and we cooked, and she owns a bakery, and I got to see her bakery, and she's this amazing cook, and oh, just, and we explored San Francisco a little bit, and it was just so meaningful and fun to reconnect with her and spend time with her in her beautiful home in San Francisco, and then a few days later, we drove down to Los Angeles. So I love road trips. And I do have to say props to Stacey because (laughs) she drove the whole way. But and there was a lot of traffic, but it would just, that was also just so fun and freeing in and of itself, you know, road trip, two old, like good friends talking and listening to music and like just super pumped about going to this festival and meeting up with our other friends. So then that night we arrived late, of course, because of, you know, traffic, but we met up with our two other friends, Travis and Tracy, and we had this really cute Airbnb just a few miles south of Pasadena. And so we went to sleep, we you know, we hung out, we caught up, we went to sleep, and then Saturday I have I have a bunch of friends in California and and, and in LA and and one dear friend who lives in LA offered to host us and invite a few other mutual friends for a little gathering in her just this like sanctuary of this backyard patio that she has in central Los Angeles. And so we went over there and we just hung out and the weather was so just beautiful and it wasn't too hot and it wasn't too cold. It was like the perfect, you know, Saturday late afternoon. It was like friends of mine from high school and then friends of mine from the burlesque world coming together. And it was just gorgeous. It was so meaningful. And it just my heart was so full. And so then the next day was the festival. So We had this huge breakfast. We'd been planning for this kind of like mapped out the day. We were, what time we were going to get up. We're going to get to the, um, you know, where, when the parking opened, we wanted to get there early in line so we could just, you know, get settled in. And so we found this really yummy, great breakfast place and had a delicious, I had a delicious breakfast of, what would I have? I had avocado and turkey bacon and, um... Sunny set up eggs. And then I got a, a like a smoothie to go so I could just really like pack in all the nutrients. So I wouldn't have to worry about food for a while. So anyway, basically, the whole entire day at this festival was I could just cry right now. It was <laughs> it was like the most fun, phenomenal, like life changing experience. I saw bands that I love. I danced. I was outdoors with thousands and thousands of strangers, and everyone was so stoked to be there. When I got tired, I laid down in the grass to rest, and then I felt rejuvenated. And then I would get up and go see another band. There were three different stages. So I. I do just want to just like give a huge shout out to Devo. So Devo, may, you may or may not have heard of them. I mean, they've been a amazing band since the late seventies. But Devo was on the top of my list for the bands to see, and oh my god, they were they were so fun. It was true. It was their set. It was like an hour long. It was amazing. And, you know, they are in their late 60s, early 70s. And when I was watching them, I was like singing along. I was screaming with excitement. I was dancing. And I just was like watching them, feeling my body filled with gratitude for these men who have been doing this for decades and decades. And granted, a lot of the, you know, there were some newer bands, but there were some older bands, you know. People have been around, you know, for a long time, like Blondie and, you know, English Beat and all that. But so I just felt like, thank you so much, Devo. You are creative geniuses. They blew me away and they're up there sharing their love and their energy. And it was just, it was like so exciting, you know, and just like all of this, especially after the past few years during the pandemic, you know just was really, really hard. And then having this just absolutely freeing experience being outside with friends and then with strangers and seeing music that brings me so much joy. It was just like, oh my God. And I was absolutely shocked (laughs) and grateful with how well my body did. My body was just responding so well. And I was so proud of myself. And I just, I was just really allowing myself to just soak it all in and receive all that love and energy that really just kept me going. So then, as the sun went down, and one of the bands that I had seen many times that I was also very excited to see is Bauhaus. They're kind of like a goth. Like, they've also been around, you know, since the 70s. But they're kind of, you know, godfathers of goth bands. And they, I mean, (laughs) their set was so powerful in this amazing spectacle. And what made it even more, like, I don't even know what words to use. like profound, could I get even even stronger of a word than profound, was all of this was taking place on May 15th, which was the blood moon total lunar eclipse. So while Bauhaus was playing, so I'd be facing forward, there's Bauhaus, and then I would just turn a little bit and look back and there was the blood red moon. And it was... I I mean, how do I even express like the energy and the momentum and just the, 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 the vibes. So what happens, you know, during this, during the eclipse is the, the earth's shadows, like the earth's shadow fell on the moon and then it caused it to appear copper red. I don't know if you saw it where you lived or where you live, but This is why some people call it the blood moon because of that, the color that it turns. It was truly uncanny, gorgeous. It was otherworldly. And then, so I was dancing to the music and having so much fun and continually glancing back and looking at the moon. And it just felt like there was tingling in my body and tears in my eyes. And I was just so full of gratitude. And it was like, wow, you know? And then I went over and then I saw Blondie play. And then I went back and. And met up with my friends and we sat on the grass for the final um performer, which was Morrissey if you've heard of him and um, so what was amazing during Morrissey is then the moon had switched to <laughs> it was like now no longer this blood red color it was I was watching it over the course of I'm not sure let's just say 45 minutes an hour where it started out as a crescent and then it was just... Slowly but very visibly moving up into a full moon. And it was, I was sitting there with my friends, listening to this music, watching the moon, surrounded by thousands of thousands of people who were just like all feeling that vibe. And it was just, it was, it was soul nourishing. It was truly one of the best days of my life that I can remember. And I had to share this with you because you know, when I think about it and describe it, just this is a part of healing. This is a part of health. This is having these experiences are so soul nourishing and so a part of our healing journey. And so when we think about, you know, nourishing your soul, like why Why is it important to nourish your soul? I mean, you know, truly like nourishing the soul and the body is fundamental to living a healthy and happy and meaningful life and positively anti-inflammatory life. Nourishing your soul does not have to be an epic adventure and experience like the one I just described. Okay. And you know that, but nourishing your soul really is something that you can practice every single day and is essential to keeping your health and vitality and peace intact. So on that note, let's do some reflection and journaling. So grab your pen and paper, press pause if you need to. I've got three questions for you to consider. Or wait, Four, sorry, four, (laughs) four, well, three questions and then a list of things. So anyway, um, so now you can write down your answers when you're journaling them, if that's helpful for you. You also may want to use these questions as, you know, as discussion topics with that you have with your best friend or your partner. So number one, what does nourish your soul mean to you? what does nourish your soul mean to you? Number two, why is it important for you to nourish your soul? Like, why is it important for you, specifically you, to nourish your soul? Number three, how do you nourish your soul? How, how are you doing it right now in your life? How do you nourish your soul? And then number four, make a list of 15 things. You could even do more. 15 things. They can be super small. They can be big, whatever. Make a list of 15 things that you can do or 15 ways that you can nourish your soul. I love this so much. And I'd love to know what you are doing to nourish your soul. So, you know, a few weeks ago, I talked about the importance of prioritizing your health. That was episode 73. And if you haven't listened to that episode, go back and please do. And nourishing your soul goes hand in hand with prioritizing yourself. So let's do that. Let's prioritize our health and nourish our soul. And I want to thank you for joining me today. And speaking of soul nourishing and self-prioritizing, did you know that I am available for one-on-one coaching? So yes, yes, I am. So if you are in need and looking for personalized and individualized support and guidance with your health goals, let's talk. You can visit my website, it's thewellnessheadquarters.com, and there you can set up a free wellness coaching call with me. And until next week, say something nice to yourself, slow down when you eat, and say yes to rest. Hey, if what you're hearing resonates with you, I created a free resource just for you